Got You Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. All right, it is Thursday morning. This is Got You Back. Y-E-G. Strutty's away, so the kids are going to play. Oh, it's going to be story time today. Jason Strudwick taking the day off, so Rob Brown and I are going to take a little walk down memory lane. Brownie's got some Strudwick stories loaded for our Strutty's World segment today. Looking forward to that. Going to break down the order game last night to win over the Calgary Flames in exhibition action. What'd you think of Lavoie? What'd you think of Skinner? How about that Connor Brown guy, that new guy? We'll dive into all of that. So TSN Hockey Insider Darren Dreger will also join us in our second segment. So we got a jam show this morning. We're live streaming on YouTube and on Twitter. We're going to ask for your contributions in our Ask Us Anything segment as well. So Steve is working the controls behind the scenes in Kelowna, and he'll be gathering those comments, and we'll have some fun a little bit later on on the stream getting involved with you. Reminder, Got Your Back is brought to you by Sherwood Buick GMC, our proud title sponsors, and they've got an offer for our valued listeners. So if you're looking for a vehicle, you have to make the drive. Go check out Phil and his great sales staff just off Baseline Road in Sherwood Park. Tell them that Got Your Back sent you. If you buy new or used, you'll get a couple years of free oil changes, but also three free ultimate detail packages. And this is a dealership that actually has vehicles in stock. So it's worth your trip. Go see Phil and the crew. Baseline Road in Sherwood Park. That's Sherwood Buick GMC. And tell them that Got Your Back sent you. We're coming to you from the beautiful Long Shots Studios out here in Sherwood Park. Amazing golf, a fantastic sports bar experience. Visit Long Shots with a Z, longshots.ca. Brownie, you were working late last night. You're taking the early shift this morning. What's going on with Strud's taking the morning off? Well, apparently at 6.40 a.m. he couldn't get hair and make it there, up there early enough. So <laughs> he doesn't go on unless he's prettied up and gussied up. So he's right now getting his beauty sleep, which apparently is much needed. Yeah, so this is, I'm going to call today's podcast the, the A-team because we got <laughs> Brownie in the big chair and behind the scenes, Steve-O, where are you, buddy? in Kelowna. So not only is Strutty taking the morning off, Zuby's taking the morning off too. And so we got Steve at the controls in Kelowna with those guitars. Those guitars just hanging behind you. People want to know, Steve. People want to know if you can play those things. Those things are dust collectors and uh, you know better than anyone, Ryan. I've played one of those with you before. We had a nice duet one day. And Did our... we really? I don't remember playing. Did we play guitar together somewhere? We played guitar at, JJ, at JJ's house once. <laughs> at JJ's house. Oh, God. Everybody must have been so annoyed. That's no good. Don't tell that story. We sounded great, though. <laughs> yeah, I bet we did. We Steve, we'll check in together. with you. Yeah, exactly. We'll check in with you for a little bit of Ask Us Anything. Uh, coming up a little bit later on, uh, Brownie. You're so we're knocking this early morning podcast off, and then you're what you're off and running. You got coaching today and such. Like? Uh, Thursdays, I'm at the sports academy here in St. Albert, so I'll be on the ice this morning with a bunch of grade fours, and then this afternoon with a bunch of grade eights. So 
It's an early morning after the late games. I I'm I hate when the Oilers play at eight or eight thirty. Yeah, that becomes a very late night and a very early morning the next day. So when I become commissioner of the league, it's going to be all afternoon games, midweek doesn't matter, all mid all afternoon games. Oh boy, wow, that's mm-hmm. you know you're a busy guy, man, and and I know you love being out on the ice, but uh, happy to have you here in the morning. By the way, we are open to suggestions on where Struds is today. <laughs> on the stream, Obelisk21, a regular here on the pod, chiming in, saying Struddy has a glam squad. Yes, he absolutely does. Takes a team of three to powder that forehead in time for the show. <laughs> I'm not one to talk, but I wear hats. That's the thing. There is no shortage of forehead. Look at that. There's no shortage of forehead happening there either. But I throw the hats on. Struddy's not a, he doesn't wear a lot of hats, Brownie. Well, he spends an hour doing his hair. He's not going to wreck it by putting a ball cap on it. So, are we at the point where we can say hairs? Does an hour do? Spends an hour doing his hairs. <laughs> I can't see. I can't make fun of anyone in that one can. either. So you're gonna have to sit that one out, buddy. <laughs> yes. Uh, so just give us a quick preview. You're gonna do some story time in Struddy's world. Uh, if you were to headline a couple of stories, just with a couple of words, just a little teaser, Brownie. Just a little teaser um, on what your stories are about. Drunk. And um, if I go to the second story, um, unknown, drunk and unknown, right. drunk and unknown. Uh, that's coming. That's up my in, friend uh, Struts. That's your friend Struddy. That's coming up in uh, Struddy's world. Okay, there was a game last night, a lopsided game, an unfair game, quite frankly, considering the squad that the Calgary Flames sent. But let's get to breaking it down. Brought to you by Adrenaline Diesel, a unique shop for two reasons. Their ability to do custom jobs, like custom exhaust, custom engines, custom body work. If you can think of it, they can get it done at Adrenaline Diesel. They're also the Ghostbusters. If there's something wrong with your heavy engine, you can't figure it out. Other people haven't been able to figure it out. They love that challenge at Adrenaline Diesel. Send it over to them, and they will find the answer. Marty and his staff are relentless. They love a challenge. They've got high standards, great service visit adrenalinediesel.ca. Okay, we've been talking a lot about races for spots and the 12th forward position and all that. We are going to talk about that, Rob, but we're getting closer to the regular season now. So I want to start with stuff, frankly, that matters more and the way that this team is starting to look. My takeaway from last night's game is that Connor Brown does not appear to have a ton of rust that he's got left to shake off. I think he's skating really well. I think he's making plays pretty darn well. Uh, he got some power play time, and I thought he looked okay. And penalty killing-wise, he looks like his game is completely in order. So am I seeing things, or are you seeing the same? And how good a sign is it that he seems to be advancing his game along? Keeping in mind, it's exhibition. It's exhibition, but there's a few things what comes with coming back from a long-term injury. Uh, the first thing for a player is the hesitation physically. You know, you, you, you've just rehabbed, you know, for a year. You, you're trying to prepare, get back into it. You know how long the process was, how much it hurt, how many days you woke up wondering if it was ever going to get better. Right. So there's hesitation when you come back that when I go into the corner, uh, is it going to hold up? Uh, am I going to get injured again? When I get hit, okay, as soon as you get hit, you're like, okay, feeling that knee, okay, it feels okay. So there's some hesitation until you play a number of games and all of a sudden it feels right and you start forgetting about it. It's no longer in the back of your head. The other hesitation is mentally, where you're like, okay, uh, I'm back. I I think I feel good. Where's the hands? Am I going to be able to keep up? I I now got this added pressure. I'm playing with the best player in the world and 
this is a team that the expectations is Stanley Cup, and there's people saying, oh, we got that's the last piece up front. Now, is the rust gone? Are my hands there? Can I read uh, Connor McDavid? I know I played with him in junior, but the kid's improved a little bit since yeah. I last played with him. Am I able to keep up with him? And I think what you saw last night, uh, especially on, I think it was his first goal, he creates a turnover behind the net. Then he pops out into the slot, finds a quiet place, and the pass comes for the one-timer. That, to me, showed that Connor Brown has the ability to read Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. And not every player can. It's easy to say, yeah, I'm playing with Connor. It's easy. But you've got to get into the right spots mm-hmm. and be ready at the right times. And I thought Connor Brown was excellent last night. Uh, he, The Oilers needed someone to complete their top six. And again, as you said, it's preseason and early. But I think right now it's two thumbs up for Connor Brown, the way he's been playing. You know what I like about adding this style of player? Because you could go find someone maybe a little bit more offensive, although his numbers are, are not bad mm-hmm. when he's had solid yeah. years. But you could find someone a little more offensive, a little more, you know, with, with that skill set, maybe tweaked a little bit greater to try and maximize what you've got. But here's my sense on Connor Brown. I think on nights where maybe his hands don't have it or nights where offensively maybe he's, he's struggling a little bit, the question is, if you're not burying, what are you doing? Right. If you're not, if your offense isn't there, what are you contributing? I don't think we're going to talk very many times this entire season about Connor Brown not having contributed something to the game. That guy, his motor is great. His legs are always churning. He finishes checks. He's engaged. If if the offense isn't coming for him in the early going, Brownie, he's still going to will his way to contribution. Well, a great example of players out there, a Tarasenko, for example, tons of skill, probably, well, without any doubt, more of a goal scorer than Connor Brown. He was available, but he's a guy that when he's on, when the hands are going, when the puck's bouncing his way, he could put two or three in the back of the net, but then there might be three or four games where the puck's not bouncing for him, but he's not giving you the physical play. He's not first on the back check. He's not first on the four check. He's not a penalty killer. So Connor Brown, Zach Hyman, and I've said this before, if you switch their numbers from the press box, you wouldn't know that there was a difference. They play the exact same way, and they play the right way. And now their top two lines for the Edmonton Oilers have engines on it, guys that will continue to push, push. They don't take nights off ever, despite uh, some nights everything going against them. They will contribute in some other way. So, yeah, uh, Connor Brown, the Oilers knew what they wanted for Connor McDavid, and they went out and found him in Connor Brown. You know what I liked? And again, I'm a Neanderthal, so you know, call me out on it if you want, because this may or may not matter at all to some people. But something happened in front of the net, and there was a scrum. Connor Brown came flying in, and did you see it, Brown? He grabbed a guy yeah. around the net, pulled him in close, like made it uncomfortable. He arrived on the scene with a little bit of ill intention, and like he's not the guy that's going to chuck his gloves off and you know go toe to toe, and that's not the expectation anymore. But I like the fact that his instinct was to hop right in there and not just not just grab someone and be like, looking the other way, and la-di-da, we're all friends here, it's all good. No, he went in there, grabbed a guy, got himself engaged, and was there for his teammates. I like well, that and, stuff. And, well, and the teammates, one that didn't need help because it was Evander Kane. So he's coming yeah. in to help out Evander Kane. And it's funny, you knew that he went in with ill intent because the first person any of the refs talked to, the linesman, was Connor Brown's let him go, let yeah. him go. Yeah. So it wasn't like, as you said, he didn't just come in and make shows the coaching staff, look, I'm here. He went in to show the opposition player, hey, I'm here. 
And yeah, 100%. That there, we got a, uh, on, on 630 Chad with Reed Wilkins earlier this year, we got a phone or a call on our hotline say, asking, you know, with the loss of Costin, are the Oilers tough enough? And I'm like, well, uh, Costin did bring an element and he was physical, but the Oilers to me are bullies. The way they play, they're top six. You go around the National Hockey League and look at teams top six, um, very skilled and uh, fun to watch, but I don't. they don't play with the meanness that the Oilers top six play with. Leon is a bully. Connor mm-hmm. McDavid gives up more than he gets. You got Kane, you got Brown, uh, you got Hyman, who Hyman last night last was not happy. Day. He did not yeah, like so, the way the, the, that guy gave him an extra little shove into the boards and he let him know. And, and, and it was a skilled player that didn't wait for someone to come protect him. Yeah. It was a skilled player that, all right, I'm dropping my gloves. I'm not taking that. So yeah. the Oilers' top six with the addition of Connor Brown just got tougher. And that is a great, great uh, problem to have when your toughest players are all in your top six playing all the time. I like that. That might have just been our gem of the day, our United Sport and Cycle gem of the day, that point you made about the top six being bullies. I'm filing that away. <laughs> and I'm not sure we're going to beat it. We'll see how your stories do. But that that's a great point that you just made. Uh, we're going to get to Yanmark and Lavoie in a moment. I want to f- talk about McDavid and Dreisaitl and the power play and their games overall and their performances. We're not sure if they're going to play the last exhibition game. That might have been their last action until the regular season. But I saw two players who were trying to get some portions of their game in order that they know they're going to need come opening night, right? It hasn't been 100% effort the whole way. Mm -hmm. Don't necessarily expect that. But I thought they put more focus on the power play. We're better on retrievals. We're putting more effort in there. And then you talk about details. Those guys were, McDavid went, nine and one in the face-off circle. Dreisaitl went nine and two. That means you're thinking about it and you're trying. So I see two leaders who are trying to round important portions of their game into shape. I agree. I think in the first couple of games that they played, there was a, a focus in their their brains of the defensive structure. You know, the coaches' mm-hmm. staff putting this defensive structure, this uh, neutral zone stuff in. Okay, we're the leaders of the team. Let's make sure we do that correct. And with the puck, I mean, Leon was just average at best, and Connor was not the Connor that we're used to, uh, as they were trying to do all the right things defensively. Mm-hmm. And then last night, you saw a little bit more jump in both their games. Uh, you saw Leon uh, actually look players off and shoot last night. You saw the time where he tried shooting. Big save on one of the few saves Vladar made. Uh, he had Hyman wide open. Right afterwards, Leon looked at Hyman and said, you know, okay, I, I, I got you. I should have got that to you. But I think right now, both of the players, Connor and, and Leon, are trying to say, all right, now it's time to get on a roll here. They probably in the back of their head, know whether they're playing or not tomorrow night and they're like hey if this is our last exhibition game let's get our pp going the way it should be so it uh it was a good night for for the two of them and a good night for the others now again they played an american hockey league team but if you're going to play a team of the caliber that calgary sent then you should dominate and the oilers certainly did that yeah for sure um stuart skinner he did his job i think Mm -hmm. right he did his job i think he wants one back didn't see a ton of action, wasn't a great Flames team, so it's not like he had to be spectacular, but did his job. What do you think? Well, yeah, he certainly wants the Zadorov shot back. That was one that normally doesn't get by him. Uh, but I thought he did enough last night to gain, gain game one of the regular season. I think if he would have had an off night, then all of a sudden he had a decision to make as a coaching staff. But 
He was your starter at the end of last year. He played all your playoff games, came in as a supposed starter to exhibition. Didn't have a fantastic exhibition season, but I thought last night was good enough for him to play the first game in Vancouver. And then I would go with Campbell in game two, but I thought Skinner was fine. Um, okay, the battle for that uh, 12 forward spot. Let's talk about it. Matthias Janmark gets a look at center. What I read into that is they're interested to know how he looks at that spot in case they don't like the other options. They're also one Ryan McLeod setback away from being short of center to start the season, and I think it had something to do with that as well. I think he's skating better than he was last year, so I liked him at center. So the combination of him looking pretty good at center and Raphael Lavoie having a pretty good night might be a tough result for, for Lane Peterson, potentially. But what did you make of Yanmark at center and Lavoie overall? I thought Yanmark looked good. I, I really did. Uh, Yanmark is a guy that likes moving. He doesn't like standing still. And I think when he plays center, he gets to move more. And, and he looked fine. I do believe uh, they were trying to see if they needed a center in that spot. If it has, to, Can they go without... Elaine Peterson. Can they use Lavoie as the 12th guy? But they needed to know if someone could step up and play center. And I thought it went well. I thought that was Lavoie's best game of the preseason. We talked about it on this podcast with Struds a few weeks back that you're going to be the 12th forward. You got to be physical and you got to have a willingness to be physical. And we hadn't seen that out of Lavoie. We'd seen glimpses, but I thought last night he was initiating. He was making sure he finished checks. He went out of the way to throw some checks. And then you saw that he can score goals when given that opportunity, but he's not going to get on the power play come regular season. So he's got to do all the little things. And I thought last night was the first time he did that on a consistent basis. And to me, off of last night's game, I think he solidified himself as the 12th forward to start the season. You do, hey? You, you thought that I strongly do. about his game. I, well, I, I think that because of the waiver issue, and we talked about this before, they'd want to give him a shot, give him 10 regular season games, and see if there's a player there before they have to make a decision on him. Mm -hmm. I, I I do believe Peterson played well. I thought he had a very good game. Yeah, he scored the wonderful goal. Yeah, the, yep. the the play that he made to Holloway, the breakaway pass where he put it up in the air so that Holloway could catch it. Fantastic play. So I think what they did with him last night is okay. If something happens to McLeod or if McLeod has a setback, can he play third line center? And I thought he did good. I thought he looked fine with with Holloway and Fogle. So mm -hmm. I just think. There's an advantage for Lavoie because of waivers, but they wanted to see if he's capable of doing it. I think last night showed he is short-term. Now they probably get, I'm guessing, eight to ten games in the regular season, and they'll see if he can do it longer term. I thought he was good in the first. I thought he was good in the third. I didn't like him in the second. I, I thought he really dipped his game in the second. Uh, he made some mistakes defensively and at the lines, and he just kind of he seemed to sag for me, and I remember watching him in the second period going, this doesn't seem like a guy who's fighting for his NHL life here. And in the third period, I thought he came around Brownie and he woke up a little bit. I, you know, it's funny. I, I see him kind of like Bouchard, you know, mm -hmm. when Bouchard first came up, everyone's like, okay, that guy doesn't have a care meter. Like he just the same to meter when he's on the ice. It's like, doesn't look like he's going fast. It doesn't look like, Oh, he lost the puck. He's not getting back, but that's just who he is as a player. Bouchard. Now we're starting to see that. Oh, okay. He's got some attributes too. I think Lavoie, I, some players, they get their arms going, their feet going, and all of a sudden he's like, oh, my God, look how hard that guy's working. Lavoie is a big guy that uh, doesn't – he's always been a goal scorer. He does, I think he's still learning how to be an energy player. Mm -hmm. And at times last night you saw it. I, I, 
Peterson has skated better than Lavoie all, all preseason, but I just think they want that big size winger on the on the on the fourth line and Lavoie gives them that. Peterson, I don't know if you can put him on the wing. I think he has to play center, and that's why they're checking Yanmark out to see if that can give them the opportunity to put Yanmark there and use Lavoie on the wing. I was listening to you on my drive in, and I thought you made a great point about Raphael Lavoie. You said, you know, you'd talked to a few people about his game and and you had heard like, no, no, when he cranks it up physically, he actually can really do it. And your point was if that's the case, what is he waiting for? If he has that arrow in his quiver, why has he not yet shown it? And I thought it was a great point. Like, what would you save it for? So last night, he leaned on it a little bit more than he had before, to your point. Finally showed that part of it, and, and his timing was definitely good, Brownie. Well, yeah, it, it's it's funny. We, we were talking. I'm like, okay, this guy's got the ability to do it. Well, mm -hmm. there's an opportunity here, an opportunity to play on one of the best teams in the National Hockey League. Go out and grab it. Like, you don't have to be a rocket scientist. Like, my mom knows that there's a competition for the fourth line. Why? So he obviously needs to know that, too. And there, last night was the first time I saw any sort of um, urgency in his game. And that his game should have been urgent from day yeah, one. Well, it was too late, three, four games too late. But anyway, he, he he played a decent game and really made a case for himself when it mattered the most. Reminder: Rob Brown's appearances on the podcast are brought to you by Kin Prince. There's the hat, high quality apparel and promotional products. Take your brand to the next level. Visit kinprint.ca. More Oilers chatter in our Ask Us Anything segments, but we have Darren Drager in the waiting room. And Dregs has like a two and a half minute limit, uh, patience wise. He's not willing to wait any more than that uh, for anything that isn't national in scale. So given we're a local podcast, we're going to cut this segment short, go to a quick break. And then TSN Hockey Insider, Darren Dreger, uh, on the other side of this short break. Hey everyone, it's Kelly here from United Sport and Cycle. The wait is over. United's annual Hockey Day sale is finally here. Save 20% off on select CCM and Bauer skates. Save 35% off on all Bauer and CCM Pro Stock sticks. And save up to 25% off on select Bauer and CCM equipment. And for you goalies, save up to 20% off select Bauer, Warrior, and CCM goal gear. Trust the experts at your home of hockey for over 95 years. United Sport and Cycle. Are you ready to elevate your moving experience? Trusted for over 100 years, Ferguson Moving and Storage are your partners in relocation, ensuring your journey is smooth and stress-free. And say goodbye to surprises with Ferguson's transparent flat rate pricing. Contact them now for a free moving quote and use the promo code FERGUSON to receive $100 off your next move. Visit fergusonmoving.com and let them lift your expectations. All right, time now for takeaways. No, no music out of the break there, Steve. Like Chris and I have been arguing about this, whether we need a little bit of theme music out of coming out of the break. There you go. Little theme music coming out of the breaks. I don't know. Got to increase the production value. So takeaways brought to you by Martin Motorsport, your one-stop marine and recreation shop. In business for close to 60 years and stocked up with the best brands in the world like Can-Am, Ski-Doo, Widescape, Zero. Industry-leading marine brands like Supra, Moomba, Crestliner, and South Bay, they have everything. The showroom is ridiculous. If you've never been to Martin Motorsports, you have to go check it out. It's a shop full of fun. 
unreal spot. Start your adventure with Martin Motorsports. Visit martinmotorsports.ca. Nice job, Steve. Thanks, buddy. Uh, checking in with TSN Hockey Insider Darren Drager. Dragsy, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm just admiring Brownie's cheaters. You know, as you get older, you get to that stage where, you know, you, you can't just use them sporadically when you're reading and, you know, going through stuff. Like, well, to see your face, Ryan, I've got to throw these on. So I'm just happy that I have good company here. Well, these I got two because these are the glasses because my normal glasses are these, but I can't see the phone with my progressives on. So I have to put my readers on to be able to see the phone to be able to go on area. Yeah, getting old has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Like there is this, we need to, we need to inject some youth into this podcast. We're getting fairly yes, geriatric and Brownie was not necessarily the best choice from, from that standpoint. No. <laughs> Our average age per pod I think is considering we're like a new medium. It's probably, uh, probably a little bit high. Uh, Dregs, uh, Keeping an eye on the Oilers and talking mm -hmm. expectations. Funny, we were talking to Connor McDavid yesterday about the outside world's expectations on this team. And yeah. they're high, right? Like predictions are right. starting to come in. And I think we'll hear a lot of Edmonton in terms yeah. of cup finals and cup championships mm -hmm. from the outside looking in. But what's your perception on maybe what's different this year with this group? Because expectations are, are going to be high. Yeah, experience and, and maturity and, and not like it was an amateur group last year, but you know, it's the old adage, you have to first learn how to lose before you recognize what it takes to win. And we know that losing to the Vegas Golden Knights in the playoffs last year left a mark. That stung McDavid, Dreisaitl, and company because they felt like they were the better team. They just didn't realize it. They didn't prove it. You know, you go back the year before, okay, they lost to a juggernaut in the Colorado Avalanche. No harm, no foul. You learn from it and you progress. And so I think that that's where that group is now and they've done enough we'll see uh developmentally and some of the pieces that they brought in if a player like connor brown can stay healthy uh, as you guys have probably already seen he he has the ability to be a difference maker yeah, he, he was good last night so many he brings so many different aspects yeah. to the game you know it's not just about generating offense he just for me I've been a big fan of his dating back to uh, to junior hockey. And he's a high character individual. You can't have too many of those, as we know. So I think that that all feeds into the level of expectation. In fact, I had to submit my uh, I hate making predictions um, because they just set you up to be a loser at the end of it all. Mm -hmm. um, and you know what? When it when it when it comes to things like that, my ego is very, very sensitive. Yeah. I don't like being picked on and having know. social, You're social soft, media, the, the keyboard warriors coming after me. I don't I know. like it. It makes me you get, you get kind of grumpy now and then you start like yeah. fist fighting back unnecessarily. Uh, I have in the last couple of years. It's no, just you not have. worth the nonsense. Yeah, but, but, but here's the thing. Um, you know, maybe you weren't paying attention last year. I went big on the Canadian teams, including the Oilers, and I'm doubling down this year. I really am. I think that it's a safe pick to uh, to to have the Edmonton Oilers go deep. So I've got them in the conference final. I'm kind of hedging right now. Um, I did submit and say, look, uh, our, our season preview in TSN, TSN is on Monday, so I have a bit of time to change. So initially I went Edmonton versus Dallas slash Colorado. because I And I think I'm going to lean towards Dallas. Mm -hmm. But then I have Edmonton winning the Stanley Cup. 
In a wow. Stanley Cup final against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, goodness <laughs> sakes. TSN. Oh, Canadian <laughs> final coming your way. Oh, yeah. Watch Sports yeah. Center. I love it. No, it's not a bad pick, though. It's not, it's not like it's ridiculous or anything. No. It makes a little bit of sense. Brownie, what do you think about all Canadian <laughs> Stanley Cup final? I, I I hope that would happen. You imagine what the city would be like. They'd shut down the entire. Oh my goodness. There would be no business for two weeks. Have no one be going to work because <laughs> a they'd either be celebrating or crying each day the next day. Yeah. My my question though about the Leafs, the Leafs for and the Oilers were very similar for years. Whereas they both were very top heavy, both mm-hmm. had fantastic offense, but they they struggled <clears throat> on the back end. The Oilers last yeah. year went out on the trade deadline, got Ekholm who really solidified up front. Now they got two number one defensemen because Ekholm has been excellent. The Leafs, the Leafs went out and got Klingberg, Klingberg, who had an off year last year. Are the Leafs good enough on the back end right now? Is it, and do, and can they, with salary cap, can they afford to go out and find someone on their back end? Well, you know what? It's a big solid no. No, they're not necessarily good enough on that back end. And no, they they can't afford to go out and get somebody because of the salary cap. But uh, Rob, you nailed it for me. When I look at the Toronto Maple Leafs, that's the one area that I, I, it doesn't matter to me, win, lose, or draw. But I put a question mark beside that position because, you know, is John Klingberg, who's, by the way, hurt. I mean, he really hasn't been available to this team through preseason. Um, if if healthy, can he return to a form that once was going to make him, you know, a real good high-paid NHL offensive defenseman? Or is he going to follow up what he did last year, which wasn't good enough? Quite frankly, I mean, the, the, the Toronto Maple Leafs are taking a flyer on John Klingberg short term, so they don't see it as a big risk. Um, but it is an area that Brad Trilliving will be paying close attention to moving forward. And most general managers, Trilliving for sure, likes the big guys back there. Like, you know, I'm sure he watched that Stanley Cup final with the Vegas Golden Knights and saw the big lumbering trees back there and went, oh, my goodness. That's how you build a defense. Um, but how do you how do you acquire that player? You know, the Nylander speculation is going to hang out there until either they extend him or he gets traded. I, I, I doubt very much they just let him walk into free agency. So they do have some assets. That's high end. They've got some some prospects who are probably uh, ready to, to either jump in or move on. One of those two. So I can guarantee you that Brad Turlevin spends a lot of time looking around the National Hockey League, looking at his own defense and thinking that at some point this year, he may have to, to do something to, to bolster it. Oilers, Leafs, Stanley Cup final. Book it, uh, says Dregs. I want to go around the league just a little bit here, Dregs. Yeah. Uh, and, and more than anything, I, I'm attracted to this storyline this morning because we have Rob Brown, who, yeah. uh, if if you've never heard of Rob, uh, hockey DB him, you'll see just how high-end no. an, off, an offensive guy he was. You know oh, what yeah. it's like to be a high-end offensive guy. And, Brownie, you've often made fun of yourself a little bit about how, you know, the defensive side of the game at times maybe wasn't quite your focus right now and then i want to put words in your mouth um well no i i, I didn't know a lot of my goaltenders first name so yeah. yes i didn't really worry right. about defense too often <laughs> we're gonna go to the weiss johnson sound box here uh and it's um weiss johnson heating and air conditioning smooth rye be proactive rather than reactive and get your furnace or heating system serviced and tuned up for winter 
So you know that you don't have to worry because when it's minus 30 and the heater craps out, that's not the time to call. Get it serviced now. We're going to go to Greg Cronin and Trevor Zegris in the Weiss Johnson Soundbox. Greg, <laughs> okay. so Trevor Zegris, he, no contract, probably feeling a little slighted by the team, probably feeling a little frustrated, ends up signing a deal that, let's face it, he could have signed a month ago. Right, probably, probably yeah. could have had that done. So he shows up, happy to be there. And what does he run headlong into? A head coach preaching all kinds of defense. So Greg Cronin, in his media availability, talked at length about the defensive game that he sees uh, that needs work in Trevor Zegers. Some of these guys that are offensive their whole careers, they just follow the offense. The guy this this expression. The mind feels what the eyes see. So just keep focusing on the offense. That's all you're going to chase is offense. Now you switch the value system and the focus on defense. His offense isn't going away. It's always going to be there. But we're going to try and create a focus for him to be defensively responsible. And I guarantee you he does that, he'll get more possessions with the puck. So in the first practice, Cronin grabs Egress's stick, throws it into the corner, and has him doing this drill where he's racing around the defensive dot, trying to like stay centered and like run. You know, it was just really, really focused on defense. And then so Zegers had a chat after practice as well. We were doing some shuffle around the uh, around the dots. First thing he did was take my stick and throw it in the corner, which I thought was definitely interesting. But uh, we'll work for it for sure. <laughs> Drex, we'll get to you in a second. But Brownie, as the offensive guy that you know little indifferent at times you show up day one at training camp new coach contract you're kind of eh about what do you think's going through his head i should have held out longer <laughs> like seriously um i didn't i hadn't heard that yet that i mean he, he's the star of that team yeah. he is and and all of a sudden the coach is in his mind is <clears throat> is treating him like some raw rookie and I think uh, that would put him off a little bit as, as the star of the team. He goes, okay, I've been around here a few years. I've had some pretty good numbers. I've been one of the few players that has actually done anything positive at this organization. And this is day one for you? I, I it, it probably would have left a little bit of a bad taste in his mouth, in Zegers's mouth, thinking, oh, God. When looking like, who is this guy? He probably went home and hockey DB'd his coach and trying to figure out who the hell is this guy? Who is he and why is he doing this to me? So it would have been tough. In fairness, I mean, I cherry-picked the two best clips of the day. Zegris said yeah. some complimentary things about the coach. Cronin he did, yes. said some complimentary things about Zegris for sure. But Dregs, no question. Like, if you want to work on Trevor Zegris's defensive game, that's fine. Yeah. I don't think standing there talking about it for three minutes is necessary. Even if those no. questions are coming. Downplay. And, and, and grabbing a stick and throwing it into the corner, right? Like, <laughs> like, with all due respect, you know, we're not in minor hockey or even junior hockey at this point. Like, I'm fairly sure that they had that conversation before going out onto the ice and said, look, man, um, you know, if we're going to be successful as a team, we've got to have everybody essentially playing and committing to the same sort of things. And that includes you. And and you're right. You did cherry pick because Egris did openly talk about how he, he needs to work harder at being a good two way center. Um, but eh, that's a work in progress. And Cronin's going to have to be patient because what do you do? Like, what are you going to send a message to ask? Have Dallas Aikens on the show. And talk to him about coaching Trevor Zegers. Because I can assure you, there were times last year where Dallas wanted to put this kid in the press box. 
but he knew he absolutely couldn't put him in the press box because on most nights he was their best player and he gave them a chance offensively to stay competitive in hockey games. So that's part of the, 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 the hard part of being a coach, isn't it? You have to find a way in 2023, not 2003, to manage the personalities and the different skill sets. So if Greg Cronin thinks that he's turning Trevor Zegers into Steve Eiserman this year, uh, <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to happen. They, they're going to have to find the compromise. Otherwise, this is going to end badly. It's interesting, Brownie. Like, if you think about the heads, we're going to learn something about Zegers here, right? Because I think we all know that, sure, his game needs to be more well-rounded. Minus 21, minus 24 the last couple of seasons, whatever you think of plus minus. But sure. Great players need to add that element to their game. So there's no question that a process needs to take place here. But mm -hmm. he arrives at camp. The organization made the decision not to bet on him, right? They did not say, you're our guy. Here's eight years at a, a good dollar figure for both of us. We believe in you. You're our guy, right? So he shows up having had that message sent. Still makes great money, right? I'm sure he's mm -hmm. not complaining. But I just feel like if they'd have bet on him, you show up understanding you're here for the long term. You see the long term vision, and maybe there's some more buy in to make these changes right from day one. But right from day one, just right in the face, this defensive stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's something that, as Drake said, behind closed doors, okay, here's some video. Yeah. Here's what we need from you. We're going to, we, we want to become a better hockey club. We know where we are right now, and the team's going to follow you. You're our star, you're our leader. So yeah. let's talk about how we can make things better so that we get you as a more all-round player and the other players can follow. But it's got to be behind scenes. Because right yeah. now, there's a big target on Zegris for the fans. Because now all the fans saw that. Now they're like, anytime that he does a 50-50 play and, and cheats the wrong way, now the fans, oh, look, there it is. He's, he's being selfish yeah. out there. He's play, not playing good defense. You don't do that to a player, especially your star player. Mm. I mean, well, the... the they're not going to win games if Zegers isn't good, if he's not no. contributing offensively, because they're not good enough. So you you don't coach all players the same. You just can't. And that's the coach's job is to find what gets which player to play his best. And mm. I don't know if they went about it the right way by embarrassing him in the first day. You know, this is old school tough love. It is um, <laughs> tough love with tens of millions of dollars attached to it. So, you know, Trevor is probably <laughs> get going to be okay. He'll get yeah. through this. But this just reeks of old school, doesn't it? Um, you know, look, I mean, doing what I do, we followed the negotiation between Pat Brisson and CAA Hockey and Pat Verbeek and the Anaheim Ducks very, very closely. And at one point, the agency referenced that negotiation as every phone call was like a root canal, right? And <laughs> that, that's dealing with the approach of, of Pat Verbeek, right? I mean, his job is to get the best deal possible for the Anaheim Ducks. Is that so, his job, Dregs? Is that his job? Or is it to manage and maintain the important assets well, within the organization and make yeah. sure for the long-term yeah. health of the relationship is also good? Yeah, it is. But is maybe you're at that. A little of both. And, and, you know, I'm not trying to create a story here, but it has, you know, the future of Trevor Zegers and the Anaheim Ducks has been well speculated on, right? So maybe that's real. And maybe Pat Verbeek, and now by extension, his new coach and Greg Cronin, are trying to squeeze this young man as hard as they can. And they've got the next three years to do it, to find out whether or not they can build around him, or in the next two years, 
they're going to ship them out and and start fresh again with whatever the collection of assets is that they get back. It could be it could be that it could be just let's let's get whatever we can out of this kid. We're either going to make them or we're going to break them, but we need to find that out. Right on. That was uh, takeaways brought to you by Martin Motorsports. Uh, Dregs, you had Stevie Steos on the Rand Dregs Hockey Podcast <clears throat> yesterday. What else is coming up on the pod? Ah, uh, it's a good question. I don't know. Friday. Um, <laughs> oh, is it Friday? Yeah, you Thursday. The podcast All right. tomorrow. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Uh, well, inevitably, we'll come up with a collection of, uh, of of headlines, and it's getting more juicy and more interesting yeah. now as you get deeper into the preseason. And we kind of scrimped a little bit in Wednesday's edition of Rain Driggs on Ask Rain Driggs Anything. So mm-hmm. I'll probably put out a feeler today on social media and see if we can't get a little bit more of that. But Ray, it's it's end of the week going into the weekend. And Ray's world is always interesting and entertaining. So oh, yeah. I'm sure he'll have lots to share. Good stuff. And are you on Sports Center tonight or were you working today? Or Everywhere, you- man. I, I, yeah, we've got insider trading tonight. Uh, what else have I got? I've got the Leafs Red Wings preseason game. So Pretty sure I'll have to do the on-right show, so I am a rented <laughs> mule at TSN. You are. You are. You're running the gamut today. Thanks for yeah. joining us, buddy. We'll chat again shortly. All right. Good to see you, Brownie. See, good use, good to see you too. Take at care. At least you can see each other, right? Now with those with those <laughs> yeah. bifocals. Uh, lots yes. more to come here on uh, Got Your Back, including story time about Jason Strudwick, who's playing hooky today. So stick around. Very short break. We'll be right back. Okay, heroes, are you trying to tough it out through a sports or life injury right now? Trying to prove your mettle by grinding through, gritting your teeth? Well, Redefined Health is here to say it's time to come on in. At Redefined Health, they'll high-five you for your toughness and then get to work on helping you fix the problem. Helping athletes and heroes find better balance, performance, and injury prevention, visit RedefinedHealth.com. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. Top-of-the-line TrackMan simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park and Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a Z.ca. When you make a mistake, heads should roll. Just me and Nick Lachey, window down, shirt off, just loving it. My goal is someday made before scum. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. <laughs> his face, his face in that picture is so ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why that caught me funny. Uh, time for Strutty's World, brought to you by Pathfind. If you own or operate a business, you know the value of a great employee, you know, the kind that show up for work, Struds. Pathfind is there to help you find your next star player, to help take your business to the next level. They can help with recruitment, career transition, leadership coaching, or maybe discipline for employees who don't show up to work. They truly have your whole team covered. Find your organization's path forward at pathfind.ca, a great family-owned local company which we love so with no jason strudwick here oh what should we do with strutty's world today brownie about the only option was for story time you've known this man for a long time what do you got buddy tell us tell us something about jason strudwick that we don't yet know (laughs) 
Well, it's going to be Strutty's Buddies World today. So uh, I've I've done a lot of events with Struts, uh, and he he is fun to, to hang out with and go on stage and tell stories with. But we were once we were, I think we were on our way to Grand Prairie. He and I were driving up, and he goes, Brownie, I'm going to let loose tonight. He said it's been oh boy. it's been a struggle the last month with kids back at school with with hockey with oil. He said I I need to let loose. I said tonight's going to be the night. You're going to I'm going all Strutty tonight, all Strutty. So we get up to this place and it's a bar. We're doing our show and we're on stage and, and they keep feeding us drink after drink after drink. And uh, they, they kept us hydrated. They didn't give us any food, but they just kept us hydrated. And after the show, we have a couple more drinks and Strutty's is like, yep, Brownie, it's, this is Strutty's night tonight. Strutty's going all out tonight. And he's got his big voice going and he's laughing at all his own jokes, even though they're not funny. So finally, we're leaving the bar and we decide to go back to our hotel. And as we're walking back, I have tipsy struds with me and I'm doing everything I can to keep him between the lines. He's going right. He's going left. And he's a big man to be able to keep up and right. straight, get to the hotel. And he goes, I need food. I got to get some food. Go to the front desk. Uh, is the, is the restaurant open? No, it's closed. I need to get the big man some food. She goes, well, you can go to the casino down the street. Off we go down the street to the casino and he is, he is having the best time ever. He's loud. He's letting everybody know that Strutty's in town in Grand Prairie tonight. We get into the casino. They have a little snack. First of all, I can't believe we got into the casino. We both were under the influence, and there was security at the front door. But they let us in. They have this little teeny snack bar, and it's got like four tables in it. And one of the tables had four people, four uh, I call them older, but now that I'm older, so older than me. So probably mm -hmm. two couples in their late 70s are sitting at the table. And Struds walks in, and you know how loud Struds can get. Struddy's here! Hello, everybody! Struddy's here! He was talking he about himself up. in the third person? Oh, oh all, all night long. It's just oh. like, Struddy, look at me! So we go in there, and they've got up on the board what they're selling. And more or less, all they had were chicken fingers. And Struddy's looking around. He's looking, chicken fingers! We need chicken fingers! Then he starts pointing at this old couple. You guys like chicken fingers? Do you like chicken fingers? He's walking up. and Can I get you guys chicken Chicken fingers for everybody. Everybody's getting chicken. So he's going to the, the waiter. Chicken fingers for everybody. He's waving his hand up in the air. So about five minutes later, because they're all pre-made chicken fingers, they bring them out. Strutty walks over to this older couple. And the, the, the one lady had to have been late 70s. And he's feeding her the chicken. Here, you want one of Strutty's chicken fingers? Eat dinner. And he's feeding this older lady the chicken finger. She's biting the chicken finger out of her hand. And these, this, these couples are high-fiving each other. They're like, look at this Greek Adonis feeding us chicken fingers here at 1 o'clock in the morning oh, in Grand Prairie. Goodness. I, I guarantee you that those two couples have gone back to that casino every Friday night now for the last... <laughs> Eight years hoping to run into Strutty from Strutty's world because Strutty had chicken fingers for everybody. Oh my so goodness! That's my. Uh, that's what we're. That's what it's like. If you want to hang out with Strutty and I on the road, you get free chicken fingers. And you know how like like in the thing like he's he would say something and then oh 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 he got his big <laughs> laugh going. That was your. I'm that was crying. your Strutty impression. Hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> Try that again. You can do better than that. Let's each do a straight laugh impression. Go, okay, go, Brownie. <laughs> okay, I'll do my best here. Hang on. <laughs> no, that was bad. <laughs> no, that's terrible, too. I normally can do not a bad study impersonation, but that laugh, oh. man, that laugh is something. Well, okay, I know you have he another. Makes, he makes I, you laugh. 
yeah, it makes no, you laugh when he, he laughs does. you start laughing you're like i don't know why i'm laughing what you said was so dumb but you're laughing at it now i'm laughing at it now we're both crying because we're laughing at something dumb our gem of the day was in that story i'm not going to give it away yet but i we just discovered our gem of the day something massive <laughs> is going to happen have to happen and ask us anything <laughs> to uproot what our gem of the day just was. We're going to save your other Struddy story for the next time that he plays hooky. Hopefully we're teaching him a lesson not to play hooky here on the podcast. Uh, that was Struddy's <laughs> world. <laughs> uh, brought to you by Pathfind. All right, time now to get to the stream. We've got a loyal group of watchers and viewers on the stream. They've thrown in some really good stuff. So Steve is going to join us. And he's going to pick some of the best stuff. Ask us anything. Brought to you by our good friend at Match Eatery and Public House, where I'm sure they have chicken fingers for all. If Struds ever wants to go, <laughs> your destination for all the sports action, big screens, ice cold beer, and all your pub favorites perfected. Match Eatery and Public House, located adjacent to Rogers Arena and the Grand Villa Casino. For more information, check out matchpub.com. I walk by there on my way out of the rink every single night, and it was rocking last night after the game. Steve-O, nice active stream this morning, some good chirps. Uh, what do we got, <laughs> my man? Bring it. All right, so uh, Obelisk says, could they be thinking about Yanmark centering Ryan and Lavoie on the fourth line? What do you guys think about that? Oh, so Yanmark featuring... Yeah, I think they probably want to see how Janmark looks down the middle as a way of limiting the amount that they have to play Derek Ryan in the middle too, Brownie. I could see them. I think they prefer Ryan on the wing. So this Janmark experiment has a few different options, but that's potentially one of them. Yeah, I like that one because that moves Holloway up to the third line. And I think that's where they need to play Holloway. And if you have Janmark and Ryan on the same line with Janmark center, uh, Janmark's a lefty. Ryan's a righty. Now you give yourself the best chance to win faceoffs in, in certain areas because Ryan can go jump in for a faceoff on his strong side too. So right. if I'm if I'm picking the team, that's that's my fourth line right now because it allows uh, Holloway to move further up the lineup. Some good chirps coming in on the stream too, uh, and some actually pretty good thoughts on the Zegris stuff. JL says Zegris going to pull a Taylor Hall and spray his water bottle at the coach. <laughs> Remember when Dallas Akins was new in town and and Taylor was there? That that water bottle gate thing was hysterical. I'm actually mad. We had Taylor Hall on the podcast with Pierre and I last week, and I always thought to myself, I want to ask Taylor about this in like ten years, and I had my shot the other day. And I forgot to bring it up with them, though. He wouldn't have been happy with me for bringing that up a decade later. Uh, JL says the gem of the day was the Strud's impression. Mine or Brownie's, JL? You got to specify which one there. Or, or maybe it was both. Steve, what else? <laughs> okay, so Dylan says, I haven't watched much of, much of the preseason because it's preseason. But are you guys seeing much of the one-one-three system in game that Jay and the team were working on earlier in camp? And we spoke about yes. it on this very podcast. Yeah, we talked about it early on. It's more of a neutral zone setup, right? And it's not, like the players will tell you, it's not some massive change. It's just when they're back-checking, uh, the first forward back takes a bit of a different angle. He goes to help out along the blue line with uh, with the defensemen. They're trying to do a better job of contesting the lines and forcing, like Strud's put it, they cut the ice in half and forcing the team where you want them to go. But I have seen them trying it consistently, Brownie, and really it's about repetitiveness and just doing it over and over again so that it you want it to start coming naturally to them and it's not where they go to it automatically all the time it's more or less you can have it when you have a line change and the opposition is set up behind their own net they're going to still try to be aggressive in the offensive zone but if you 
have a line change, you dump the puck down. Now when you get into the neutral zone, instead of attacking there, which the Oilers have in the past and got themselves into trouble, now you're just staying back. And uh, it's one where you have a lead. Let's not get caught. So it's it's they're going to implement it on times that it benefits them, but it's not something that every time they step on the ice, immediately go into one one three. Uh, Neil Garrity, also known as Zuby's mom here on the podcast, Brownie can't even spell D. So Neil Garrity continuing, continuing to rabble rouse with the talent here on Got Your Back. He's about to get himself blocked. So he can't. Zuby's mom is going to be blocked from these streams. Says you cannot even spell D. Uh, what else you got, Steve? Okay, we got some comments on that uh, Zadorov uh, end-to-end Russian goal that he scored last night. Uh, so, yeah, I can't believe that Zadorov walked through the entire team untouched. Skinner should have had that, but that was embarrassing. Any thoughts on that uh, play? Well, it wasn't a great goal. I mean, I think we all know that's one that he definitely wants to have, but he's he's not going to, you know, the, those are going to happen through the course of the year. And I think we've just put such a hyper focus on who's going to get the start game one because it is a story and it does matter. So we're really focused on it. But bottom line, people will focus on that goal last night. Struds, we said it earlier. He did his job last night. He played well. Uh, he did. He did. He played well enough to get him game one start. Uh, it was a bad goal. It Well, it was one of those ones where you're sitting up top and like, oh, wait a sec, that just yeah. went in. It, is, it was a surprising one because mm-hmm. you just don't see a Zadorov as a, as a Bobby Orr-esque type player. But uh, one that shouldn't have gone in, one that uh, at that point you're thinking, okay, uh, is this going to go sideways for Skinner? And we didn't get tested the rest of the night. But yeah, bad goal. Um, good start. Uh, by the way, did you just call that Skinner was getting the net opening night? Are you, you're calling that? Now? I did. I'm calling you're, that. You're making the call right now. I'm making Before the call. we see what Campbell does in the next game. What if Campbell's great? Well, Campbell's been great excellent? the last two games. If that, I still yeah. think he goes Skinner. If Campbell's yeah, great, oh, I understand. three excellent games. Three, three fantastic, like incredible games. I think, yeah, but now think about the starts though. The opening night is in Vancouver. Where's the second game? It's opening night in Edmonton. Which so one would you rather matter? play if you're a goalie? Well, matter? if it matters, yeah, I if I'm going to start in one of the two, if I'm a goalie, I'd rather have the Edmonton. Start. Why are you starting? So in one I think of the Skinner. Two? This is the thing that huh? I, I'm having trouble wrapping my head around. So Jay Woodcroft picks a starting goalie for opening night of the season, and that goalie goes yep. in and plays great and wins the game, and you're changing yep. them next game. Yep, you are because you got. I think they want to have two starters. I think they want to have two guys competing every game. It, the thing is, if if one of them doesn't play, the, the other schedule is so weird to start the season because there's such a long stretch between the last exhibition game, first game, and then the second game. I think they play both goalies in the first two games. I would simply because now the guy that's not playing might be 10, 12 days between games. Neil Garrity says, who lasts longer, the coach or Zegris? <laughs> well, Zegris <laughs> has got the three-year deal. I don't know how many years. Cronin probably did three-year deal. Yeah, that, that we'll see. We'll see how it goes out there. But... Um... Yeah, you want to you want to make sure you get off on a good foot. Really, this is in Zegers' corner. If he goes out and he, he tries to implement the systems and tries to play the way the coach is asking, it'll go smoothly. Uh, Steve, one more, buddy, and then we got to get Brownie out of here. We still got gem of the day to do. Okay, thinking about the big picture here, uh, Reese says last year the Pacific ended up in this order: Knights first, Oilers, Kings, Kraken, Flames, Canucks, Star Sharks, and then Ducks. Uh, he said, give me one team that's definitely going to move up in the standings and one team that's definitely going to move down this season. Hmm. 
I'll go Oilers up, Vegas down. Yeah, I would say Vegas down too. I think, you know, the Stanley Cup champion, you don't want to disrespect him, but I definitely see that. I, I, Dallas, like to me, Dallas is going to be a heck of a good team. Um, and they're not to be messed with. So, yeah, maybe the Dallas Stars on their way up and, and Vegas on the way down. Okay, great stuff. Time now for our gem of the day. Brought to you by United Sport and Cycle. They are your home for sports for over 95 years. From that first bike ride to that first time skating on an outdoor rink to crossing that finish line, your team winning a championship, they help you experience more of those special moments. United Sport and Cycle helping athletes of all levels reach their full potential. Visit unitedsport.ca. My jam of the day, and people can weigh in on the stream what they think here. We found out tonight via your story, Brownie, that when Struds gets boozy, he refers to himself in the third person. I, this is like we learned something deep about that guy because when people get boozy, they show, they reveal themselves for who they are. Their true character comes out. We all know third person talker guy. And, well, I think we all know what that means. And we have learned that Struds truly in his heart of hearts is third person talker guy. Well, I mean, now anyone out there that wants to see third person talker guy buy Struds a beer. It doesn't take long before he starts calling them Struds. <laughs> Struddy's here. <laughs> that was better. <laughs> oh, Steve, you nailed the music. I gave you the sign to roll the music. A funny moment was happening. In comes the music. Nice, smooth finish. I love it. We're getting a feel here on the podcast. Uh, Brownie, thanks, buddy. I know you got to go hit the ice and coach, but this was fun today. Let's do this more when Struds is derelict in his duties. <laughs> Sounds good. Have a good one. All right. Look forward to chatting soon. Big thanks to all of our sponsors here on Got Your Back, including our title sponsor, Sherwood Buick GMC. Thanks to everybody who joined us on the stream. Oh, Brownie's got to get out of here. He just exited he's the got, chat. He's got Rob Brown go. has left the chat. Steve, good job today, my man. Much appreciated. Thanks, buddy. Have a good one. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, more podcasts to come. I think we're going to try and drop one post-game Friday. So keep an eye on our social feeds. Hop in on the stream. Have some fun with us. Look forward to chatting again soon, folks. Have a great Thursday.